Hey guys, Kelly here. Check out this teaser clip of The Jesse and Kelly Show where we discuss social media. If you like it, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at thejesseandkellyshow.com. Yeah, why don't you start? Because you're on, you're on the social media cleanse right now. Okay, yeah. So I did last year, I did a two-month cleanse and it was after like kind of a tragic incident where I was just like, I need to hone into myself and let go of all of this external and really just like draw in which is great. And I think that everyone is allowed at least, you know, to do that once a day if they want. Um, But I had this really big epiphany. So I spent um, two weeks in Maui in December and I was out, you know, with family and I was out doing fun stuff in nature and, you know, just doing great stuff. And I had a great time, but um, I would check I would check the Facebook. Did you ever hear that controversy about people who call it Facebook or the Facebook? No. Okay, so apparently if you call it Facebook, then um, you ha- you got it, like you were one of the first people to have Facebook or mm-hmm. something. But if you call it the Facebook, then you were more of one of those people that got it when everybody else got it, you know, not one of the original Facebookers. I don't know. I feel like I interchangeably call it Facebook and the Facebook. And typically when I'm calling it the Facebook, it's because I'm talking shit about it. Yeah, I think that's how I use it as well. Like it's a negative way for me to. Yeah, when I say the Facebook, it's like, oh, that. Yeah, like rolling my eyes while I say this, basically. Totally. Me too. Okay. Anyways, I digress as always when it comes to social media. (laughs) So um, I was out there and I had somebody who I value as a friend who I value their individual way of thinking, like, um, you know, that's probably something that we're missing out on right now is just like public discourse and people who don't necessarily see eye to eye actually like trying to understand each other's positions. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least it's like listening to the opposition and being like, Oh, I could see why you would think that, or, you know, just trying to listen without judgment and, maybe expand their consciousness. Right. And right? I think convincing some somebody of something face to face in a normal conversation, you know, over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine is so much easier than people that are behind their computers or their phones and they're just typing and like popping off because they don't get to see into the other person's eyes when they're doing that. You know what I mean? Like it's not conversational. Exactly. And so people are just being kind of nasty, I think. Not that that's what this girl was doing, because I don't know, but, or guy. I think you actually do know, because I sent it to you. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> want to say that. <laughs> I know everything, all right. I already know it all. Oh, uh, yeah, she knows all the secrets. <laughs> Got all the dirt. You don't. But I'm not saying anyway, that that's so what this girl was this doing. Person put up, um, this okay. person put up a very condescending article about a large population within America, and just, like, totally demeaning them and I don't know how else to put it it was just like oh because of this you are this and it was very like I just kind of gasped like wow does my friend really think that like do you really believe this and so I what I do in those what I did in those situations with Facebook was I would formulate my response Mm -hmm. and then I would delete Typically, that's what I do, too, because I don't want to be in an argument with somebody. And I also don't feel like what I have to say is typically going to change their mind. So 
a lot of times yeah, no, I'll just like write something hard. snide if I write something at all, which is probably worse. But I mean, I think that it's good for us to just like write it out, but not press send yeah. because then we actually get to get rid of that energy that we just took on. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me, like on my blog, which is down right now, but like, I definitely had some reactions through the, the political season and I would just get, get on my blog and start hacking away. Like, mm -hmm. no, this is how I feel. And I don't think I was going to really change anybody's mind, but I was certainly wasn't going to let people just, you know, push be you around assholes or... about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, there's other people who think differently than you. And I may be one of them. No, and I think that that's how at least be good people. Right. I think that that's how people respect other people's opinions is, you know, you and I may not see eye to eye on something, but I know that you're a good person. And so I know that you're not coming out, you know, with whatever opinion you have as a like an evil, bad person, which is, you know, maybe what the media says. Like, if you think this, you're obviously a bad person. You know what I mean? Or like mm -hmm. that's the public yeah. opinion, which is what happened in this case. So I think my, my big exposure, I, I was on the Facebook. Um, I got on in, what, like 2009, 2008 or 2009. And, um, you know, I kind of, I wasn't an early adopter with that. I had actually gone through the whole MySpace generation. And that was actually kind of cool because um, – you were just a screen name. Like it wasn't you, it was a screen name and you could kind of be whoever you wanted to be. So it was like a flashback to GeoCities back when like the internet started going and just like you had a page and nobody really knew who you were and you could connect with other people mm -hmm. underneath this false identity and maybe like, you know, have fun with it. But then when Facebook came on, it was like, no, it has to be tied to your real name. You know, you have to be a real person. And, you know, like any of your thoughts or judgments about stuff like can ultimately be used against you if you go to look for a job and you have something up that you think is hysterical, but somebody might take offense to. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, I got on and not everybody was on there. It was still kind of the time when Facebook was used for, you know, it was just expanding out of college markets into other markets and the first thing that my friend told me about she was like oh are you on Facebook this was a college friend and I go no it's Facebook and she goes oh you don't know she's like get ready to waste so much time and I was oh, like really what? okay yeah like that was my intro to Facebook wow so I got on there like and um I didn't really do too much on there you know it was like I had such a small group it was really the people that I was in my business fraternity with mm -hmm. And that was kind of fun because we'd pass around photos from like our events and stuff. And, and then gradually, you know, you start expanding your circles and it's all like the people, you know, friends from back home. And then you go abroad and you meet more people and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Right. And that's the way that you stay and connected because it's so convenient for everybody rather than emailing or exchanging phone numbers or whatever we used to do before Facebook. Yeah. Well, I just looked at it like, okay, well, I made these friends that live in Australia and like, how am I ever going to like keep in touch with them if I don't have this? Correct. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. And I think that that's how my friend base has really expanded too. I think that I, it may have been you that brought me into Facebook because I think I did. I think that like the first photo um, that I have on Facebook is of you and me, but, um, 
the way that Facebook was explained to me, and I don't think it was by you, I think it was by someone else that I knew, was that it's just like MySpace, but it's simpler and it's cleaner and it's easy, easier to use. And I would agree with that. Um, but okay, I'm going to be honest, I missed too. the playlist. <laughs> and I don't you think what? I missed the playlist. I don't think that um, MySpace like had like a, new, a I know. news that was feed. Great. <laughs> yeah, that was when you went to someone's page, like their song would play. And so like, and they'd have their little personalized background so you could like get to know them a little bit or whatever. I but liked I that because you could code it yourself. And like, I yes. knew how to do HTML code. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this look so cool. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Like sparkling cherries or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad I deleted um, mine. But anyway, um, yeah, I, like I don't know that MySpace really had like the news feed uh, like either. So I feel like maybe I didn't waste quite as much time on MySpace because I wasn't like this endless scrolling of other people. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted yeah. to know about you, like I would go to your page. If I wanted to know about my boyfriend, I would go to his page and then, you know, I would comb through it for girl lurkers. Yeah. But <laughs> then you had to know somebody's like handle or you'd have to like right. deep lurk where you or were you'd like have to be like, your friend's who's page my... and find who they're friends with. and Right. Who's giggle glitter hearts? Who's that? Why is she liking your thing? <laughs> Why is oh, she in your top 10? <laughs> okay. So... Um, yeah, it, I, I look back with, at MySpace with some fondness in my heart. Me too. I did. I liked, I liked MySpace, but I do, I find that, uh, Facebook is simpler as far as like photo sharing and how you can share albums and whatever. And I'm like, I was saying my friend base has really grown in the exact same way as yours. Like every time I go somewhere, if I make a connection with somebody, instead of exchanging contact information, I exchange Facebooks. And like we'll we'll friend each other or whatever, and in some cases that's been really wonderful. Um, and like I have this random friend that I met in the Sacramento airport wine bar, and like he makes my heart happy. And I kind of like if I removed my Facebook, I would get his email because I would need to keep in contact with him because he just is like a pure spirit, and I love him. But then in other cases, I have people on my friends list that I would rather not have on my friends list, but that I'm obligated to keep on my friends list. You know Otherwise, what I mean? there's going to be chaos. <laughs> Drama. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. And so okay, all of a so, sudden, I have 300 and something friends, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So another, I think there's always something that like stands out in my mind with social media, right? So one day, God, this was at the Sunrise Mall in Sacramento. So it had to have been uh, like five years ago or something. We'll just say five years ago, I was shopping with my mom, I think. I don't know. Maybe it was you. I don't know. But I come out of Macy's and there is this kid, this like teenage kid freaking out, like on his telephone, freaking out. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I eased her off, of course. And he's like, <laughs> she put it up on Facebook. Oh, my God. And blah. like his life is literally ending right oh there goodness. because of something that happened on social media. Yeah, it's crazy. But on that. Same- and then, I mean, like, sadly, that's how a lot of us are keeping in contact with our friends and relatives and knowing what's going on in people's lives is through yeah. this source. Like, it's not like. Hey, I'm going to call my best friend, Kelly, see what the heck she's up to. It's like, oh, Kelly put up a picture of her at the beach. I know she's at the beach, blah, blah, blah. 
And it gets to a point, like I wrote a blog piece on this too, where it's like, I don't need to check in with you because I know what you're doing. And instead of calling to like have a heartfelt conversation with with you, I'm just going to click a little button that puts a little like thumbs up next to it. And that's good enough. That's my acknowledgement of your life. (laughs) No, I feel the same way. And it's awful. It's really awful. But I do. And I wrote shortly after you took your Facebook cleanse, then I took a Facebook cleanse, and then I too wrote a blog post. And mine was similar. It was, you know, like I just Facebook creates this inauthentic reality where I'm spending an embarrassing amount of time every single day on Facebook, but I'm not actually making any personal connections with the people that I really would like to be talking to. So if I took, say, that two hours a day that I mindlessly just thumb through my newsfeed and like called Jesse or called January or called my grandfather, then, you know, those connections to me are a lot more valuable than the, the pictures that I'm liking or the political things that I'm rolling my eyes at or the paper plates that I'm making fun of. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, I will say I think in probably, okay, so they're, they're already somewhat thinking that Facebook is on its way out. Like, the writing's kind of on the wall with it. And, you know, like, obviously, I just deleted my account. So, right. so I mean, there's got to be, you know, my friend Dow, she deleted her account probably two years ago. So there's already people moving away from that. For sure. And we already have new, new places to do that same thing. And the one that people are really, liking um well instagram people really like because it's just pictures and it's not people's bs or Mm. news articles right um you know and they only leave like a little bit of the wording so you don't have to actually read everybody's words and for the most part everyone's just flipping through the photos anyways like i don't know how many people actually read the words i read the words if they're like less than three lines if i have to write the words i typically don't don't know people who go ahead sorry like i if I have to click like that little more thing, like I've got to be really interested to be honest. Like, no, no, really me too. And then um, a lot of times I, I click it and there's like there. 43 hashtags. It's like, nobody's reading your 43 hashtags. Freaking hashtag it 43 times. <laughs> so I, um, I got Instagram back in the day, like around, um, so I got face. So I had MySpace, and I went to Facebook And then around 2009, 2010, like Twitter was making it pretty big. So, you know, I was working um, for a magazine and they're like, oh, Twitter, it's this new thing and you have to write in less than so many characters and it's going to be the next big thing. So I get on there and, you know, they, somebody's all, oh, did you hashtag that? And I go, what are you talking about? Hashtag. (laughs) <laughs> and they go, you know, the, the symbol. And I'm like, the pound symbol? Yeah. Did I pound symbol that? The number like, sign? <laughs> like, why the hell? Or, sorry. Why the heck is it called a hashtag? Yeah, Anyways, I don't know. So I started doing hashtags on um, on Twitter. And I would click my hashtag to see. And I still have this issue sometimes where I was like, I had hashtagged something like best burrito joint in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And like nobody else had used that hashtag and I'm like well what's what's the point of this right how you know, nobody's been using this? this but I think it was too soon or something like you just nobody was on there enough using the hashtags I'm sure that yeah. that's that's a great hashtag now Who knows? do you still use Twitter 
Uh, no. So I went through the thing. So I had Twitter and then back in the day you had to have Instagram to actually even post a picture on Twitter. Oh really? Do you remember this? No, I never have used Twitter? Twitter. No. Okay. So this is back when, you know, Twitter's first year, I guess they didn't, maybe it was in the second year and um, they didn't have a way for you to post pictures. So you had to actually get an Instagram account and then put it up on Instagram and then link it to your Twitter. Okay. It was this whole convoluted thing. And so I only got Instagram because of Twitter. And then at one point I had this breakthrough where it was like, okay, Twitter is increasing my monkey mind. Like, you know, it just was too much. And at the time I'm in, you know, college getting my marketing degree and everybody's like, Oh, social media marketing. And you have to build your personality and your profile and then people will hire you and blah, you know, like there was all this professional mm -hmm. pressure to have an ongoing Twitter feed where you interact with people where you're, you know, promoting stuff and showing off your marketing. Sounds exhausting. Oh my God. Right. Like I was exhausted to begin with. And finally I was like, you know what? I can't do Twitter. Like I just. I have nothing in me to try and connect with it, this many people or right. it, it just, you know, I don't even know who these people are. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. So I got off of it. And with that, I got rid of my Instagram and then I got my Instagram up and going again a couple of years ago because I was like, well, I kind of want to do that. And that looks like more fun. And the yoga industry was definitely going that way. You also got and me into Instagram because you told me I could post as many beach pictures as I wanted because I always felt guilty about flooding people with the the pictures with on the Facebook that you call life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have yeah, you heard about, about the new Twitter, which is called Gab? Oh, yes, because, you know, Twitter is highly censoring people and it's like bad news and really they should be very ashamed of themselves and they're losing a lot of people because of it. And so those people are looking for somewhere to go. So there's this new um, Twitter, for lack of a better term, and it's the same setup, and uh, it's totally uncensored. So you can be whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. And you're not going to get booted off of Twitter. Well, I think, I think that's great. I think, you know, everything works. I don't know. Did you watch that um, documentary, Kill Switch? No, I can't get it because I, Netflix is too smart and they won't let me use a VPN. If I use a VPN, then it's like, we're detecting that you're using a proxy. And I'm like, get off me, man. I'm trying to like get around this rule because a lot of the Netflix thing, like shows and stuff are not licensed to be shown outside of the US. And so I can't, I don't have access to them. So I'm going to try to download it and see if I can get it that way. But yeah, I oh. want to see it. I thought it was great. There was this one guy and he was talking about, you know, a lot of times um, when things come out, new ways to communicate, you know, like whether it's um, the telegraph or whatever, or TV, you know, they want to put everything out there and make it all, you know, you can do or say whatever you want. And then somehow it always starts to get streamlined back to some kind of controlling force. Like they don't yeah. want people to have that freedom. Anyways, great documentary. If you get a chance to watch it, it's Kill Switch, and it's kind of Edward Snowden and Adam Schwartz, and it follows a lot of the stuff. So I believe in, like, probably the next 20 years, um, 
everyone's going to kind of be like, wow, that whole social media thing was kind of weird. Like, why did we do that? <laughs> I hope so. I At mean, least I'm I, hoping. I'm hoping. I literally stress sometimes about Kira and her being on social media. It stresses me um, because, like, I think back. If I had Facebook when I was 15 and an idiot, the things that I would have posted on Facebook... Oh my God, you'd never be hired again in your life. No, it would be awful. Like even my MySpace, which I had from the time I was like probably 16 to like 20 something, 22 maybe. Mm -hmm. There was some stuff on there when I went to delete it that I was like, I'm so happy I'm deleting this. And this isn't still like, and you know, so it's probably still floating around. They tracked everything, you know? I hope so. Well, I'm sure because MySpace took a pretty big hit after that. I can't imagine that they would have kept all of those files from so yeah. long ago. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, they probably needed to overwrite stuff for their servers. Let's just cross our fingers. Here. <laughs> and um, just the availability of people, the, the way that social media makes people available to like the public and how kids you know, younger people, they just have people on their Facebook that they've literally never met. And they're just posting pictures of themselves, checking in at their school, like checking in at their house, like yeah. eating chips with my mom. And here's my address for anyone who wants to come kill us. Like, it's awful. I just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. And they talk about how, you know, the big the big thing will be like the Orwells of the universe, you know, say, well, it's going to be our own fault. You know, like we're going to be giving this information up because it's a source of entertainment. Yeah. So they have pretty much made it so that they know what we're doing. They know where we are. Um, they meaning <laughs> the universal day. I'm just going to say the NSA for right now, because mm-hmm. they do track all of that stuff and the whole prism collection was regarding you know all of these different things skype included so when i installed skype on my phone today it wanted to access um my video camera you know my audio all of the files on my phone just all of this stuff and there is probably a backdoor in there somewhere to the government and I don't think that that's me being a conspiracy theorist. I think that it's the truth. And I yeah, think- I don't think that, that for me, it's not even the apps. It's just the phone in general. Like me having this phone, like I have to know that there's no privacy. And exactly. I'm giving away my privacy um, for convenience of having this phone. Like sometimes I just wish I could have a razor. Can I just get a flip phone? Like, I don't need Facebook. I was thinking about that, too. I think that would be quite lovely. The only thing I really enjoy the phone for is the camera feature. Yeah, it's and so just convenient. pictures all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, Anytime you want. It's so convenient. And that's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, we're, we're doing it to ourselves. Because it's just, it's become so convenient and so hard to live without this computer that we're carrying around. It's a camera. It's an alarm clock. It's our music player we could take video on there you know we could we contact with all of our friends all the time plus it's entertaining like we can play games on it you know it's so much that it's so hard to give it away now like now that we've had it it's hard to put it back go back to a yeah, razor so but i 
back with Facebook. So my friend put up that thing and I wrote my response right. and then I took it down and then I was like, what am I doing? Like in yoga, we learn how to not react to situations. We learn how to respond, right? Mm-hmm. So we're taking all of our time to make sure that we don't waste any of our energy in places that it doesn't need to go. But we're tuning the body and toning the mind so that we don't waste our energy and so that we don't let things that happen sway us. But here I am logging into this website all the time and being so swayed Mm -hmm. by different people's stuff and that could be swayed by seeing like you know a friend from elementary school who's doing better than yourself it could be swayed by somebody putting up some politically opposing article it could be you know multiple things can happen but I'm signing on for that I'm signing on to have this experience that ultimately can change my mood in an instant. It's true. It really can. I'm not willing to do that anymore. Like I need to be accountable for my own mood and, and not let it sway me. Okay. So, but here's what I want to really tell you about that has me freaked out more than anything. Um, there's a new app. Hold on. Let me see. I think it's in China. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Maybe it's in Russia. Okay. Anyways, the app is called Find Face, mm-hmm. and it's an app for your phone, and it does facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, it boasts 70% accuracy. And what it does is say you are on a bus, and you're there, and you're like, oh, look at that dude over there. He's kind of cute. You take a picture of him, it goes into this app called Find Face, and if he has any social media profiles up, the facial recognition it will find it, and you'll have his name and a way to contact him on social media. Oh my god, that's not creepy at all. That's awful. That is like, that's scary as Oh, I like, hate that. And you don't know who's going to take your picture. I went to Walmart today, which not my favorite place to go, but the only place I can get printer ink for a printer. And there was a guy riding a bike around, mm-hmm. <laughs> like testing out a bike to buy. In the but store? he was riding around the, in the store. And That's so I took funny. a picture of it and sent it to my husband. Whereas I could have taken that picture, put it in this app and known exactly who the guy was. Right. And then that can go back into what I was just saying, where like, say some creeper guy sees a pretty girl, he takes her picture, Mm. he goes on her page, she has it unsecured, or he friends her, and then she checks in at work, and then he goes in there. And he's like, oh, I saw you in the Walmart. I saw you on the bus. Like, that's creepy. That's awful. Okay, listen to this. With this algorithm... You can search through a billion photographs in less than a second from a normal computer, Fineface co-founder Alexander Kabakov told The Guardian. Mm, I don't like it. Uh, okay, so this is from Computer World, this article that I'm quoting, um, talking about how the app could revolutionize, revolutionize dating, because they're trying to say it's a dating app. Let's all be real and say that it's, no, it's, it's a creeping you know, app creeper app (laughs) if you see someone you like you can photograph them find their identity and then send them a friend request it also looks for similar people so you could just upload a photo of a movie star you like or your ex and then find 10 girls who look similar to her and send them messages oh my god no that's awful ew i hate (laughs) it (laughs) 
Oh, I know, right? Ten girls um, that look similar to her? Does anybody not see that that's the creepiest thing ever? Ew. So, so tell me how you met. Even... <laughs> Ugh. My ex. <laughs> so it's saying that um, it even beat Google's FaceNet, which had previously reached a 99.63% accuracy level. Um, Mm-mm. And okay, here's where it gets tricky in the article. And Ntech suggested its face recognition technology could be used by law enforcement to search for yeah. and identify possible or wanted criminals using streaming video cameras. Oh, can we talk about how that is 1984? Oh my god, I don't like it. But we knew it was yeah, coming. But mm. For our listeners, if you have not read 1984, read it you have to read it get the audiobook if you can't read just read it it'll really blow your mind i mean it's all coming through when when that whole um what's that game pokemon go when Mm -hmm. that came out there was some skepticism about okay well all of these people are you know have their cameras open on their phone and are recording stuff and then maybe there's some back access into there from sure. government places whatever but i mean we're all connected all the time to these different things different apps that you put on to your phone ask for permission you give those apps permission so yeah. you can use the app and you know none of us read the user agreements hell no. none of us Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. I just want to do my Snapchat, yo. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the social media thing is pretty crazy. Because if you think about it, like if you're like a social media power user, like you're using probably like, what, six different apps and you're just connecting with people all the time. And I think that like I'm old enough now that I'm I probably don't even know like what the cool ones are now. But um, that's a lot to do. It's a lot of time. That's a big investment. It is, but it also, so the yoga side of it, there's two yoga sides to this. The reason why we pick up our phone is because we're bored, right? And we right. don't want to be in the stillness. Mm-hmm. And so giving the mind something to do. And I get it. Like, I still do that too. Yeah. Um, what I've noticed is if you're hanging out with a group, the first time somebody picks up a phone, it's an invitation for everybody else to pick up their phone. Yeah. And so you have to have extreme awareness. I stayed with my sister in Maui and, you know, we we're all kind of like playing on our phones. And I was like, hey, guys, like, let's put our phones down and chill and like hang out. Chat with each and other. And then, you know, a question came up that we were like, oh, we should Google that. So Travis picked up his phone and then I picked up my phone and then Kira picked up her phone. And then we're all back in it. I was like, oh, my God, you guys, this isn't working. Like, we need to put our phones down and not even look at them and you know, not do this domino effect. Yeah. And I guess the last piece of it is um, in yoga, we talk about Maya, which is the illusion of life. So at our soul level, everything on the physical plane is not real, right? Like it's just, it's a game almost. And we're seeing it through our perception. So everybody's witnessing this world differently. And so the idea is for us to connect in with what's really real, you know, like, so when, that thing happened at work that got you so pissed off and you're just like seeing red as you drive home, you know, the way to get out of that illusion, that Maya is to realize 
that happened, whatever, let it go. And then realize the beauty in the moment, like where you're driving through the hills, you know, the valleys, whatever, right. and take in what's around you and be present. Um, but this adds a new dimension to it. So it's, I call it the Maya within the Maya. It's illusion within the illusion. None of it's real. All we're doing is sitting behind a computer screen. There's nothing really out there. Yeah. And just sending this stuff out. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I think that it's a big, scary experiment. And I just don't think it's been good for humankind, to be honest. I don't think that it's making anyone a better person or, I don't know. Maybe it's providing connections. I'm trying to find like some positive in it when I obviously have a negative outlook of social media. But I'll say from my point of view, I live 3,000, 4,000 miles away from my whole family and all of my friends. And so that's a big reason why I keep social media is because I know that if I put up a picture of Kira, I don't have to send it to 40 different people. Like they'll see it. Like even now my dad is on Facebook. So when Kira was first born, born, we, he told me, I want you to send her a picture of me. I want you to send me a picture of her every day because I want to see her grow up and I don't want to miss it. And so I did. But now he's on Facebook, so I don't have to send him a picture every day. Not that I post a picture every day, but he sees it. You know, he, it's not, I don't know, it's more convenient for me. But I still really suffer. And I suffer with the just nonsense that is Facebook. Like, I don't want to read 40 memes from this girl that I don't really even know. You know, I don't want to know what you had for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I don't, you know, it's just, it's too much. And I think that when I did my social media cleanse, that's why I did it. It was, it was partially the election and how nasty people were getting, but I felt like I was just overloaded with information. Like I, and it was also right around that time. And I I think this has stopped, but um, people were posting bad things on Facebook, child abuse things, animal abuse things like parents ODing videos of it. And it was like, I could not scroll through my newsfeed without seeing that awful picture of those two parents passed out with their kid in the back. And some asshole took a picture of it instead of taking the kid out of the car. Like, come on. So I just needed to get off because I needed to be quiet. Like I needed it. I needed the, the information to stop. And I also well, just stopped looking at news at that time, too. And Kirk was like, what do yeah, you mean you I don't mean, know what's going on? And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I need to not know what's going on. And it lasted about a month before I could start, like, researching news. And, like, I started to log back onto my Facebook for small amounts of time again. It's just too much. They say that this generation, um, kind of like the millennials, like the end of the millennials and people born now are the first ones that are getting born into, like, constant bombardment like i mean when we were kids it was starting in like the whole um advertisements everywhere and when yeah. they got to start to advertise to kids on cartoon time because before that they never put um commercials targeting kids on tv um but now it's everywhere yeah. like kids have the phones in their hands at like one years old and they're just getting, they're getting overstimulated and it's leading to depression. It's mm-hmm. leading to anxiety. 
Um, you can see it in this generation a lot. For sure. And then you also get pigeonholed into like what you believe. It's like a cone, right? And that's what they've been talking about. Like, so people that are on the left wing of politics only see certain stuff in their feed. And then people that are on the right only see stuff that's in their feed. And then that becomes such a dramatic reality in their head, right? The Maya, the illusion Mm -hmm. is so real that anything outside of that is crazy. Um, We'll see how it, how it pans out, but I feel really good to be off of Facebook. Um, I'm really happy for you. It, to get off of there, I went through the account and I pressed the deactivate button mm-hmm. and I realized that that didn't actually do anything. You have to actually Google search how to delete your Facebook account yeah. and it takes you to a page and the wording says, um, it says something like, um, you can deactivate your account and then use your same thing to log back in when you want to come back on, right? Right. But if you want to delete your account, let us know. And the let us know is underlined with a link. And that's the way you have to click the let us know to get to this other page to actually delete your account. And it says it can take up to 14 days that not everything will be deleted. Some stuff will stay. Wow. And, um, you know, if you log back in within that time, it'll activate your account again. So if anybody's looking for it just do a google search because you can't do it off of your account so crazy creepy creepy but i think that's about all i have time for today i gotta go out and teach some yoga get some people back into their bodies and away from their screens that's good that's good i am um, gonna go eat my dinner and then get my baby down to bed if she's not already in bed this I'll has give been her lovely. A kiss for her auntie Chessie. I will. All right, Jess. All right. Lovely chatting as always. Definitely. And to our listeners, stay tuned because we got lots of more fun stuff planned in the future. Um, we'll see how it goes. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>